Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Today's date is September 13th. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be going over the Dolphins' first win of the season. They came out and they defeated the New England Patriots, and this was by a score of 20-7. to This was a home game for the Dolphins, and it is the Dolphins' fourth straight win against the New England Patriots. So, in this game, you had a, uh, a good mix of positive takeaways, and that was on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. Uh, the defense, when we first start talking about the game, they came out really strong, especially at the beginning. There were some early concerns, I would say, on that opening drive for the Patriots. Uh, their running game seemed to be looking pretty good as they were moving the ball downfield and that was if you remember from my preview episode one of my concerns heading into this game so they were able to drive the ball deep into Miami's territory and when they were at the Dolphins 22 yard line uh, Mac Jones took a shot into the end zone to a familiar face that being Devontae Parker Xavier Howard made this acrobatic deflection he put enough loft on the ball on that deflection for Javon Holland to sneak underneath for an interception and give Miami a much needed shift in momentum early on in this game. Now, the defense would shut down New England uh, on their next drive, forcing a punt, but it was on the ensuing drive right after that where the Dolphins got their first touchdown of the season. Safety Brandon Jones flew in untouched off the edge, laid a massive blindside hit on Mac Jones. Mac Jones then lost the ball. Melvin Ingram, in stride, was able to scoop it up one-handed with ease and get the Dolphins' first touchdown of the season. At this point, the Miami Dolphins appeared to be in full control of the game. Now, we take a look at the offensive side of the ball. The Dolphins did not shy away from a heavy dose of their flashy new weapon, that being wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill was the most targeted receiver of this game with 12 targets, which was also the sixth most in the NFL this week. His eight catches also led the game. And when you consider this was his regular season debut, the fact that he nearly eclipsed a century mark in this game, he had 94 yards with a long of 26. I mean, that's a pretty impressive performance, uh, one that I think a lot of us should be satisfied with in his debut. Uh, plays like his 18-yard gain where he caught this pass in the flats. If any other receiver makes that catch, it's a gain of probably around five yards, but on that play, you got to see his speed. It just jumped out of the screen. He was able to turn it into a massive game. So his high volume, especially early on, was great, but it did reach a point where there were some fans I saw on Twitter who were wanting Tua to utilize some of the other weapons on this offense that at that point were not being targeted at all. Then with 18 seconds remaining in the second quarter, Jalen Waddle, who only had one catch up until this point, uh, Tua was able to make a connection with him on a fourth down play on a slant in the middle of the field. Waddle was able to break it big and on this play he recorded the fifth fastest ball carrier speed of the week according to NFL's next gen stats as he scampered into the end zone for what was a 42 yard touchdown. The Dolphins would enter halftime up by a score of 17 to 0. So it was hard to ask for a much better start to the game than that. Now as one can tell by the final score though that being 20 to 3 the Dolphins offense didn't necessarily 
capitalize on that lead at the half by adding much more to it. The Dolphins' running game didn't really get going. Chase Edmonds had 12 carries for 25 yards, and then Raheem Mostert looked just as inefficient. He only had 16 yards on the day, and that was on five carries. The Dolphins seemed aware of their issues running the ball, and you could tell because they were electing to let Tua keep passing in the short yard situation, even with the lead, which is something that we don't necessarily always see. So it's hard to say, and personally, again, that Tua really took advantage of this opportunity. He had some bad passes. There was an ill-advised throw on the run that was nearly intercepted. At one point, he threw a jump ball to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is not a big receiver. Thankfully, though, Hill was able to make this outstanding one-handed contested catch, but overall, that wasn't necessarily a good throw. Uh, Chase Edmonds had this great play in the flats where he was able to pick up a huge gain after the catch, one that should have been kind of dead near the line of scrimmage. But again, none of that's to say that Tua played poorly, but it wasn't his best game. He appeared to hold on to the ball far too long on many instances, and he didn't necessarily look as composed in the pocket as we've seen from him in the past. Uh, there will likely be better games from him throughout the season, but this isn't one where I think anybody should be ready to crown him after it. So again, as you can see by the final score, the Dolphins defense did keep their momentum flowing on that side of the ball. Undrafted rookie Cater Kohu had an amazing game. He had this pass deflection, as well as a big tackle for a loss early on. He had this vicious hit on wide receiver Nelson Aguilar that knocked the ball loose and Jalen Phillips was able to recover for the Dolphins. So a huge, just I can't uh, you know really say how good of a game that he played considering this guy was an undrafted rookie. An awesome game. Uh, cornerback Xavier Howard all, also had a good game. He absolutely shut down Devontae Parker. Parker would finish his game with one catch for nine yards. And aside from a penalty in the end zone, it was a pretty clean game, I thought from Xavier Howard and then Captain Javon Holland as I mentioned he had that interception but once again he was just all over the field in many instances and I think his energy that he brought to the defense was felt throughout the course of this game so as we get into my takeaways from this one the first takeaway I have here is that uh, the Dolphins' defense looked amazing. There were some looming questions as to whether Brian Flores' departure uh, would mean the defense would take a significant step backwards, but that was clearly not the case in this one. We saw the Dolphins, in their typical fashion, have these massive turnovers that shifted the swing of the game, something the team relied on heavily for the past few years. So the difference is, though, there was at least a little bit of offense now to back it up. So the Patriots, on paper, present one of the least intimidating challenges, I would say. So this this isn't likely going to happen every single week, but at least after this one, it's enough for me to say the defense is average or above average. My next takeaway here is that it's not too early to worry about Mike Kosicki. Now, I know this may be bold to say after only one game, but this week's scheme didn't really seem to fit what Kosicki brings to the table. I'm sure there will be games that he's more involved in in the future, and I mentioned in the preview that historically he has struggled against New England. But with this offensive scheme that in this one appeared to favor using him as a blocker and the Dolphins now having a multitude of weapons across the field offensively, I just don't find it realistic that Gesicki breaks out in this season. And fantasy-wise, I would be very, very concerned at this point. The next takeaway that I had here is that the offensive line struggles may continue this year. Now, while Tua did have some time to throw, which is not a common thing that we've seen throughout his early career, Dolphins tackle Austin Jackson left the game after limping 
limping. Now, Coach McDaniel said after the game that he could have gone back if he was needed, but it's a situation that as of right now, they're still monitoring. Uh, Greg Little entered the game in place of him, and he promptly did his best Austin Jackson 2021 impersonation. He did not look good. And then Little himself suffered an injury that forced Robert Jones to enter. Now, Little did re-enter the game, but regardless, this musical chairs that's already going on with the offensive line, an already below average group in week one, showed a glimpse of how quickly things could unravel if this unit were to suffer any major injuries. And my last takeaway here is that the Dolphins running game needs to improve. The Pats were one of the worst teams in football against the run last season. And even in situations that seem like obvious run plays for the Dolphins, the Dolphins seem reluctant to keep it on the ground. And in a game where the team is sitting on a lead and needs to just chew clock, there needs to be some sort of threat with the running game, and it was non-existent in this one. So hopefully the Dolphins are able to have better games from Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert in the future. But guys, I would love to know what you guys' thoughts were after this game. It was an exciting victory. The Dolphins appear to be in complete control. This was a rare instance where I think the Dolphins coaching staff simply out uh, outcoached Bill Belichick, and it really wasn't even close. That is just how I thought viewing this one. So guys, let me know what you guys think. As always, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, that is at ShadySteven and at Be the Source. Would love to hear your guys' thoughts and opinions after that one. I will have the preview piece up shortly in the next day or two, so stay tuned for that. But guys, it was a pleasure to be your host. Until next time, I'm Steven Masso, and this was Via the Source.